You are listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church of America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. When I first learned of Christians engaging in social justice, many often spoke of their love for and adherence to Mary's Magnificat. It was sure appealing for me. In fact, when Mary proclaims each of the things God has done, my brain automatically fills in who I believe God should scatter who God should bring down, who God should lift up, who God has fed and who God has sent away hungry, who God should help. We all have our lists. White supremacists to religious bigots to well-meaning progressive Christians. The Magnificat lit a fire in me and filled me with anger. As a young activist, that anger became reduced down to a binary understanding of those who should be elevated and those who should be lowered. We all have our lists at hand. The emotionality of Mary is real. Mary's wailing is real. But my reaction has become distorted. I have come to hear Mary's Magnificat as a zero-sum game as a binary of us versus them. If I win, you must lose. Blessings for me, curses for you. Throughout this week, there are so many times that I have slipped into this world's zero-sum game, this deadly us-versus-them mindset. At least I didn't vote that way. Well, see, I am doing the hard work. All you need to do is have some more willpower. From beauty standards to politics to our daily interactions with other human beings, we are caught in this zero-sum game, this us versus them. So maybe Mary is not angry with one side over the other. Maybe Mary is grieving and angry at all of creation for our human propensity to make it all binary to default to a zero-sum game, to legislate us versus them. It is in this that Mary proclaims what God has done, not for some, but for all. As many of you know, I've been involved in community organizing since my first day here. And while I'm involved in that organization, within that community, my positionality changed overnight. All my life, I had been an hourly wage worker, making mental calculations of bills due, how much exactly is in the bank account, how many days until payday. And then overnight, I was able to be here at house full-time, full pay, and a salary at that. I now had a different kind of power and privilege, and I started to question my involvement. I started to hear the calls of my siblings a little more richly. Now, having officially entered the professional class, I felt like I had betrayed hourly wage workers. I felt like I had sold out. I felt like I needed to do penance for my newfound power. 
According to my own definitions, I am one of the bad guys now, and there is no way in hell I should be shown mercy. And to be honest, none of this was ever spoken to me. No worker came up to me and questioned my attentions or told me that I could no longer participate. It was the lies inside my head that told me I did not belong. And it was the lies from the greater community and society that told me that I should leave there now and keep on solely thinking about and enriching myself, raising and lowering. Hearing Mary's Magnificat did not relieve my soul. Far from it. For the first time in my life, Mary's Magnificat made me angry because I was like them. God's lowering and elevating inside me and within this city convicted me but did not alienate me. When preparing, I went through and underlined all the times the scripture said, God has in this passage, and it occurs about seven times. I wonder what could happen if we made God the subject to like God is in the Magnificat. My list is an us and them. God's list is a God and us, not a God and me and them. Our lists are blessing for some and curses for others. And God's list is law and gospel, rendering death and life within our very beings and within our own society. What are the things that are inside of me that I beg and plead to God that God will lower? And what are the things that we beg and plead to God that God would elevate in us? Our unstoppable desire and our society's desire to work more and more. I beg God to help lower my susceptibility to deceptive marketing that causes me to make food choices that harm myself, others, and the planet. What is it that God needs to feed in us? And what is it in us that God needs to send away empty? My insatiable appetite for sugar and flour? and to please others? And can God please send away the lies that tell us that we will be loved by God only when we are perfect? So the Magnificat now leaves me simultaneously angry and relieved. Mary is angry and is relieved about what God has done. And we too ought be angry and relieved about what has God has done. Not just for us, but for all. Angry and relieved that those who were low were lifted, and those who high were brought down. Angry and relieved that we are called to live in equitable relationship with one another as human beings made in the image of God. Period. Angry and relieved that God loves us as we are, but does not leave us where we are. In my anger, I was relieved to find communities that continued to draw me in, even with that newfound power and privilege. We are so angry, and we are relieved about what God has done for us through Christ. 
For through Jesus, God is lowering and elevating inside our very beings, just as God is lowering and elevating our communities, repairing the tears in the fabric of our common humanity, calling us to repent for our self-centeredness, maybe even our zealousness. Not just waiting for this to happen, but remembering what God has done and anticipating what God is doing through Christ and us as the body of Christ. It angers and relieves us to know that God justifies even our own worst enemies, even our own worst selves as sinner and saint. That even as we seek to hold back God at every turn, put limits on grace and mercy, God angers and relieves us with her mighty works. For that is the power of God. God with us's ability to render life out of our dust. Jesus' ability to truly reconcile all things to God through the torturous and life-giving cross. Dear house, may we be sinners and saints, be relieved and angered about Mary's Magnificat. May we anticipate the birthing of God's inevitable love. And may we surrender to God's grace of what God has done and is doing to reconcile and remember all of this beautiful and broken world. All of it. Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org and click on Give.